0: crazy dogs, and have some fun! Get your popcorn ready. I'm here so I won't
1: get fined. It's about the stoop, I gotta say, it's the stupidest thing in sports. Now!
0: What? Get your big butt out of here!
1: What's up everyone? Welcome to the Fantasy Guides podcast brought to you by shopfantasyguides.com. I'm former player and current Devi analyst Jesse Preston and I am joined tonight by the owner and operator of Fantasy Guides, Stephen Rippey. But, we have someone else in for Casey Rippey. We actually have Fantasy Guides contributor Jacob Rhodes sitting in tonight. Casey's on vacation. Jacob, how you doing, man?
2: I'm doing good. Really excited to be here. Tell, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself, Jacob. Yeah, so I've officially been working with Steve on Fantasy Guides uh, since I think the beginning of this year. It's been official that I've been an analyst on the team. Yeah, um, well,
0: you did start. You kind of helped me out a little bit last year. Um, right. So, but yeah, yeah, but full time,
2: yeah. Less less official last year. Um, since about like 2019, I was I've been kind of in the fantasy space, especially on Instagram or my own little page for a while, and that's how me and Steve actually met. Um, worked a lot over those first couple years, and then yeah, like I said, officially started working together at the beginning of this year. So,
0: well, and he's good because what I did is I found all the stuff I really hated to write about, and I just made him do it. So he's. <laughs> He's good at pretty much everything because yeah, the, so the, the, the kind of crap work that I didn't want to do. I was like, hey, Jacob, do you mind uh, helping me with this? <laughs> and
1: he's it's like, yes, yes, he's, he's great at it. So happy, very happy to have him. Well, we appreciate it, man. And I, I also hear you pick up guys at the airport when they visit, right? Yeah, I didn't really have a choice in the matter there, but yeah, I was happy to help. <laughs> We're recording this on Monday night, October 10th. The Chiefs and Raiders is going on right now. And I heard Devontae Adams had a big play on a fourth down. And then Mahomes is still trying to figure out a receiver. Still, still as, as Kelsey gets triple covered each time. Uh, Stephen, anything to add tonight? Well, I called out, um, Darren Waller as having a big
0: game. So naturally I got the alert that he was injured and then I went to look and he has zero points. So, um, Mm. mm -hmm. Things are going great with, with some of those predictions. I feel like every time I, at least one guy that I pump up for the week, at least one gets hurt every week. So I've got that going for me,
1: Mm -hmm. which is nice. So, yeah, yeah. well, just to tease, uh, one of the segments we're going to do a little later is your, your least favorite players from this season. The guys that are ruining your league and, uh, Darren Waller is going to be in there for me. So I don't, I don't want (laughs) to, you know, don't want to ruin that segment, but it's coming. Okay. Get ready for it. Okay. On on tonight's episode, we have Stephen's Fantasy Guides Weekly Recap. And then instead of Casey's NFL Cover Zero, we didn't want to make Jacob do a 15-minute stand-up routine. He didn't he didn't lose the Fantasy League. He doesn't have to do that. So, But we are going to have him discuss breaking news. And I even made him his own little soundbite. And then we're going to go into some missing points from this past week. And Jacob is really our missing points guy. So we thought we could even do uh, some missing points all-stars this week. The guys quarter through the season, like Darren Waller that are, uh, are possibly all-stars on the Missing Points team. And then, uh, like I said, we'll discuss some of our favorite players that, that we have rostered this year, and then some of those guys that are ruining some of our other leagues. And then we will wrap up the show with some listener questions. Uh, if you enjoyed the Debbie Rookie Watch update, we are putting that out on a separate podcast on Thursday mornings. Um, but tune into that because we we got a lot of college information to talk about. If you found your way to this episode, thank you so much. We want to involve you to contact us directly through social media with questions. The three of us are all on Instagram. Steven is at fantasy guides. Jacob is at FG Rhodes FF. Did I do that right, Jacob? That's right. All right. And I am at Debbie rookie watch. All right, fellas, let's jump into it. Steven, what do you got this week in your fantasy guides kickoff? All right. So just a couple of 10 takeaways. Well, not actually not
0: takeaways. Just interesting facts. I found looking through stats this uh, from this past week, Week and uh, Taysom Hill, Jesse. I know that's probably your favorite player in the NFL. <laughs> uh, he's cheating. I don't know if you guys know this. He's cheating. He is. He's. Uh, he's. His position is titled tight end, but he has mm-hmm. one reception on the season, mm-hmm. and for two for two yards, nonetheless. Uh, he's the tight end seven. He just scored thirty four fantasy points yesterday without
1: recording <laughs> a single reception. I did get a message from Casey that said, Jesse, this is BS. Like we're we're (laughs) going to need you to change him over to running back. Cause yeah, I, I mean, I got him in like the 37th round of our dynasty draft and uh, he's been my starting tight end three times in our best ball league. So, (laughs) okay. Another interesting thing. Uh, I'm sure people who drafted him probably
0: already noticed this, but, or know this, but Matt Stafford is the QB 26. Fewer points than Baker Mayfield and Jimmy G. (laughs) uh, Jimmy G missed a game. So that is about about as bad as it gets, I think. Yeah. Averaging 11 points per game. I mean, Cooper Rush is right behind him, chomping on his tail, and he's also played in one (laughs) fewer game. Like, it's just, I don't think it's bad for Stafford. The line's bad. He seems to only have eyes for Cooper Cup. Alan Robinson's like 38 years old, apparently. Um, he can't seem to get open. So I don't know that this is actually going to turn around. Uh, I think at this point, Matt Stafford's droppable. In one QB leagues and a super flex, obviously you kind of have to hold
1: on and hope things get better. But
0: I don't know that they are.
1: Yeah, I just decided to listen to you and pick up Geno Smith and just ride with him from now on in the league where I had Stafford because... Uh, and then, and then also I got him in a league where I had Dak Prescott, where he was injured and I was streaming guys. And now, uh, what's, what's Geno Smith riding at? Uh, QB five. Yeah. Yeah. So not bad. Pretty so good. I should just no. go with him, right?
0: <laughs> I think so. Until further notice. Yeah. <laughs> um, well bringing up, uh, Geno, Tyler Lockett's the wide receiver seven, which wow. obviously, I mean, he's done this before, but I think we gave Russ a lot of the credit for it and yeah.
1: Maybe Locke is just a really good wide receiver. Um, he's also, he he's going to be that outlier, that trivia question for every time we go into the draft and we're just like, who's, <laughs> who's a, who's a five, eight wide receiver that does anything. You know, I mean, he, he is that guy. He's not a big guy and he, yeah, he's, he's taller than that. I think he's five ten or so, but, but yeah, he's,
0: he's a little dude. Um, yeah. He's got an 80% catch rate, which is pretty, that's pretty insane. If you ask me, cause I don't think we've ever looked at Gino and just thought like, precision passer you know and lockett doesn't just get targeted like in the short game either you know he gets targeted all over the field and i mean 80 percent catch rate that's like what michael thomas had that record-breaking season you know with drew Brees just peppering him like little slant routes you know so
2: pretty impressive
0: season for tyler lockett Mm um what's the only thing i have with this whole seattle offense that i think could could come to a head is they're still last year they ran the second fewest plays in the NFL per game. And they're actually running five fewer plays per game this year. They're, they're still the second. They still have the second fewest plays per game. Chicago's got the fewest, but I mean, so they're obviously being very efficient on offense, but I'm a little nervous. The volume could catch up with them. Um, so I do think there's probably some sell highs on that team right now. Okay. Um, Yeah, so anyway, uh, Detroit Lions, we've brought them up on back-to-back podcasts, so I thought, why not make it three in a row? Uh, They, because they were the highest-scoring team in the NFL, and I don't know if you guys saw, but on Sunday, they scored zero. Man. (laughs) This is the New England Patriots. I think this is more of a Belichick thing than me being too worried about the Lions offense. We've seen him do this before. I don't know if you guys remember um, Justin Herbert's rookie season but they had a home game versus the Patriots and they got beat like 45 to nothing. Um, and then Zach Wilson last year, I think had zero touchdowns versus the Patriots and like five interceptions. So the Patriots have one of these like completely shut out the other team, like big time games, like one, one per year. And I think that that was Detroit this year. I think,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I think they'll get things going, uh, you know, next week they'll probably recover from this. But yeah. I thought this was interesting. I got to bring up uh, some of the point totals from uh, from that offense. Let me go here real quick. Had it pulled up. Um, the highest scoring players from that game for the Lions were the Reynolds brothers, Josh and Craig. I don't actually <laughs> know. I don't actually know if they're brothers or not, but uh, they had 15 and 12 points. Um, Jared Goff had five. Monrace Brown had five, Jamal Williams had five, and TJ Hawkinson had one. So these were like top 10 players at their position, and they completely got blanked this week.
1: All those people that were relying on TJ Hawkinson to win their leagues finally caught up with them. Chasing points. Yeah, he had uh, one reception for six yards. That's a pretty Hmm. brutal day.
2: To your point Um, with the Lions offense, prior to Sunday, they had scored in every quarter but one this season. And they went four. I think that dates back to last season too. Yeah, it uh, it was more of a longer streak into last season, but yeah, this this year, all but one quarter.
0: Well, what's what's also interesting about that? I mean, Jared Goff. I just told you he had a five point game. He's still the QB eight, so like he's still having a good season, which I just think is kind of crazy. I posted about this one, so you guys probably saw this, but I'm. It's just I know we've never thought of Austin Eckler as like a high rushing volume running back he's he's that receiving back that just catches a lot out of the backfield and that's why he's so good um but he had 173 rushing yards is the rb1 now overall after his 36 point performance but that was only the third time in his career he's rushed for 100 yards or more wow wow he's just he's been so good for so long you'd think he'd have had like i mean i would have guessed like 10 (laughs) you know 10 hundred yard games but three is just I, i thought that was pretty surprising um, this is what I thought was interesting. I heard this on the PFF podcast, but they mentioned that CMC Christian McCaffrey has 27 straight games that he didn't get injured in, um, where he's had at least a hundred yards from scrimmage or a touchdown. So basically Jeez. just saying, if he's in the game, you're getting a lot of points from him as long as he's not getting injured, which knock on wood, <laughs> he has, yeah, scored. knock on wood <laughs> popping up, popping up on the injury report or not practicing does not count as an injury people. It does so, not. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one, Damian Pierce and Brees Hall are the RB seven and eight. Um, I just want to point that out cause we were high on those two guys and it just shows that these running backs, they, it happens every year. There's always one of these running backs. Um, Pierce is doing better than I think any of us expected. I thought we, ex- we expected him to be decent and, you know, be better than his ADP, but, what he's doing, it really does remind me of James Robinson from his rookie year, two years ago. It just feels like mm-hmm. he's getting all the work and he's, he's good. He's a good running back. So, so yeah, that's,
1: uh, that's all. I, some of the interesting things I've found from, uh, this past weekend. Awesome, Stephen. Thanks for the kickoff. Uh, We're going to move on now into Jacob's section here. Again, we're not going to make him do the stand-up routine or the jokes like Casey does, um, but he is going to discuss the news. So we're going to keep this sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. They have a great way to add some fun to your football season with their pick-em game. Just look up your favorite or least favorite player's stats and then pick whether you think they'll end up with a higher or lower total than the number in that week's game. And you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy to use website and mobile apps. Pick between two and five players for your pick-em entry. Get all your picks right and you'll take home some scratch. It's simple to get started. Just head to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Sign up with the promo code Guide Dog, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Plus, Stephen, being the nice guy he is, he'll throw in a a Fantasy Guides MVP package, which is a $60 value. So take advantage of that. Again, the promo code is GUIDEDOG. Get in on the action today. So I did make a drop for you, Jacob, since you joined. Everybody's got to have a drop, right? Oh, yeah. uh, Here's the the news drop for Jacob Rhodes.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? (laughs) I've just been handed an urgent... And horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! <laughs> Does that
1: work? Does that work? That's great. That, that movie, literally every line in that movie can be a drop. <laughs> literally every
2: line. <laughs> you've, you've, you know what movie that is, right? Rhodes? I do know what movie that is. I'm, I'm not, okay, good. not that young, but yes. Okay. I, <laughs> I, I'll catch some references here and there. All uh, right. That's great. All right, so kicking off the news this week. Uh, big news today, Matt Rule finally got canned. Um, he had just signed that seven-year, $62 million contract in 2020. He lasted all of 38 games, went a whopping 11 and 27. Now he's done. So Steve Wilkes will take over as the interim coach. Um, he was the Cardinals head coach for one year. Uh, it was a little little while ago, but yeah, that's that's what's in store for the Panthers, so... Steve, should we be worried, about, worried a, about him at they sh- all? They should have given I, him another year. I mean, I on. always, <laughs> I always,
1: guys, this, this isn't going well, this college coach thing. And it always hurts my heart just a little bit when these college coaches come up and don't do what, like I was, I'm just keep waiting for someone to start writing that ship. Cause it's been a while now since we've had a college coach come up and, and make a difference. So who, who is,
2: uh, Who's in the league right now that's like a former college head coach? That's what I was just trying to think of one and I couldn't none came to mind. I'm trying to pull up a oh, uh, trying, Cliff Cliff Kingsbury, but he's, he's oh yeah, he's no, doing great. I know, but he's yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm like I'm like scrolling through right now. And it, it just feels like it's like prodigy after prodigy. it's like uh what do they call that? Coaching tree players, you know, yeah. or coaches. Just yeah you know, from Belichick and uh Andy Reid, it just seems like.
2: Um yeah, yeah, it's this it doesn't seem like it's a proven track record. No, so to to segue from the Panthers, that good or bad news, take it how you will. Baker Mayfield's going to miss a couple weeks. Um, he popped up on the injury report with that high ankle sprain. Um, I'm personally not worried about any of the Panthers' offensive players. I don't I don't think it could be any worse for them. Especially McCaffrey, <laughs> you fire him up all the, every week. DJ Moore, I hold your breath. Um, I don't think you can trade them. You can't drop them. So you kind of just hold them still there. So
0: who is, who's going to be the starter next
2: week? EJ Walker is, is ready. Oh, that's
0: right.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh,
1: Walker. he was rocking in the, uh, X or not the XFL. What was the, what was the league? They redid the new one, the. They did oh. a few of them. Yeah, um, they have done a few did. of them. <laughs> no, the new one. He was. He was. PJ Walker was crushing it last year in that. So that's really funny that he's he's actually going to get some some reps now.
2: Yeah, he got some well, reps I mean, last was, year. We have we have a little sample size.
0: Yeah, and he was. Uh, I mean, he was five out of six, eighty three percent completion percentage. So, <laughs> I mean, it can't be any worse than Baker's fifty five percent. Cannot.
2: Cannot. So more injury news. Um, Rashad Penny went down on Sunday. That one was pretty rough. He is going to be out for the season with a broken fibula. Um, mm. Oh, yeah. he's so injury prone. I, I mean, he can't God. catch a break. So <laughs> no,
0: like I, I just love the people that are like saw it come and knew it. I mean, guy broke his leg. I don't yeah. think that like tweaking a hamstring or like a calf injury is quite the same
2: as probably having someone land on your ankle and yeah. breaking it. To those to those haters' points. He has only played seven games over fifty percent of snaps. And that's since twenty eighteen. Mm. It's, it's not a good track record. <laughs> Kenneth
1: Walker time is that is that what I is that what you do if you're uh, Rashad Penny owner, Stephen?
0: Well, I just brought up those other two rookie running backs. Just go ahead and uh, pencil in Ken Walker, the third, as the third name on that list of people we're probably going to bring be bringing up soon. As I think being a borderline RB one, I think,
2: yeah,
1: I don't see why not. You know, I, I was really big on him coming out and, and I think we even said in a, in one of our first podcasts is, is stash this guy. You know, he's, he was, he he was a little dinged up at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, He's, he's super talented. So we'll we'll see what happens. Hopefully he stays healthy as well, but yeah, I think he's, I think we not only said to grab him late, but
0: I feel like he's been like on every, waiver post we've done since the season started he has it's like this, this is his last him, week so. he'll be under
2: 50 percent owned so oh no he'll be like 90 yeah. percent owned after yeah. tomorrow or after tuesday so yeah he's, he's got a lot of volume coming his way uh more injury news uh damian harris was hurt on sunday it was early in the game everyone was expecting big games from the new england patriots running backs and they did get one but it wasn't harris it was stevenson who ended up with 25 carries for 161 yards uh, ended up being the RB 13 on the week. So if Harris misses any time um, you can fire up Stevenson with a lot of confidence. He's got Cleveland, Chicago and the jets next. So, wow. Well, I did
0: say this week to start both, (laughs) uh, new England Patriot running backs because I knew that they would go off. But again, As the rule says, one guy I bring up has to get injured every week. So only uh, half of my prediction came true. But yeah, if you had Stevenson in, you were pretty happy with it.
2: (laughs) Well, there it is. Uh, This one's one's close to home for you guys, but I got to bring it up. So we have a Russell Wilson injury update. I don't know if this gives him a pass for you guys, but he had a partially torn lap muscle near his throwing shoulder. Did a plasma injection on Friday that he hopes is going to accelerate the healing. So... Are you giving him a pass? Is he is he okay? Is, is he plasma? <laughs> yeah, that's what right. Plasma. That's what I the report think says. I don't his
0: lat. I I don't. What does his lat have to do with his eyes? Because <laughs> I saw that slant pattern where KJ Hamler was wide open, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I heard someone saying that he's got PTSD from the uh, Malcolm Butler interception in the Super Bowl, he won't
1: throw that. Yeah, but he played. Yeah, but he played well since that. He just hasn't played well since he's come He over, won't throw so. that slant, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> he won't I, throw I it know, anymore. Uh, The most concerning thing I've seen in a while, it, I think was it Casey that texted us, Stephen, that that the uh, scout went back and watched the game and there were there's Broncos wide receivers just open all over the place, so it's not Hackett's play calling. It's it's Russ eyes soaking it up. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's it takes time to gel in a new offense, but it's been uh, alarming for me ever since last year so i i am uh i got the
2: panic meter pretty buried jacob well good news for you he's planning re- on playing through it so oh okay
1: great awesome. he's not gonna well, miss you got anything, that.
2: <laughs> uh i've
0: got the remote buried jesse i'm not turning no, it anymore even, don't even watch it <laughs> yeah i'll check as soon as they get back on track maybe i'll i'll switch over from
1: red zone because I, I I, they're never on it I, I, I mean, I do, I am sad Casey's not here to talk about his experience with that game, watching that game. I saw a post afterwards, actually it was a, an article from the athletic that said the worst football game in history <laughs> was the title of the article yeah. of that Broncos game that, and all of us were on that text strain. That was, yeah. that was a fun one to be texting our friends, our, our fantasy football community here at fantasy guides, but an awful watch as a Broncos fan. Oh my God. Well, I was watching with my daughter (laughs) at one point. She goes,
0: she's six. She goes, uh, I hate this game. (laughs) And I was like, sweetie, me too. And so does anyone else that's having to witness
2: it? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Poor daughter. All right. Moving on. (laughs) There's never a shortage of injuries. So we have, this is the topic of conversation lately in the NFL. So. More concussions on Sunday um, and new protocols went into effect just before Sunday. So teams are being very cautious. Um, I'm sure you guys saw Teddy Bridgewater got hurt. What was it? The first possession of their game. Um, he was apparently cleared of the concussion protocol, but they kept him out the entire game just to, just to proceed with caution. Um, I think that's and how Schuyler, they're treat Schuyler everything.
1: Skylar Thompson, former <laughs> Kansas state wildcat made his appearance,
2: right? Oh yeah. He looked ter- terrific. They just, he's what they needed. He's <laughs> what they needed. <laughs> you know, if,
0: uh, I, I, if I'm a coach, maybe a message to the team is if you, you know, take a hard hit, don't do that move. When you get up or you will <laughs> you know, don't
2: do that because yeah, nothing, that probably nothing. No. Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah, that's what uh, and I mean, tried to I, do I, on Thursday and he almost I, fell over. Yeah. No, I, I do
0: think, I mean, I'm not going to be the guy to like clear. Some, I would never clear anybody if it like was even remote. Mm-hmm. I'm like, get him out of there, you know, cause you kind of have to err on the side of caution with some of this stuff.
2: Right. There were a couple other players that also were concussed Sunday. Pat Fryermuth had one and then Chris Alave got hurt scoring a touchdown against Seattle. Um, both was of those guys, a shoulder injury? No, it was, they said concussion for Olave. Um,
1: he made oh, the catch I though. Of the shoulder.
2: Okay. Yeah, they said said concussion. I I think with those guys with the new protocols that are in place, I'd expect them to miss at least a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I do too. They're they're just going to be cautious with these injuries moving forward. So, you
1: don't you don't, don't want to be that guy at this point that's like, right? You look good. You yeah. Look good. Yeah. Pat him <laughs> on the butt and send him out, and then you get fired the next exactly. week when he's having a oh. seizure on the field. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, I wonder if the concussions it'll start to feel like it did with COVID. You know, where it was just like, you know, you see concussion, you're like, well, he's just out. Like, there's no questioning it, you know? So yep. I, I wouldn't be surprised.
2: Yep. All right. On to some positive news. So Brian Robinson, I know we all, we all heard about his story this off season. He'd suffered those multiple yep. gunshot wounds and that carjacking attempt. Crazy. He was, he's been out. Um, this is just his rookie season. So he fought all the way back. He's back on the field. He came out to many men by 50 cent on sunday i don't know if you guys are familiar with that song it was pretty awesome uh, i'm i don't know if i know the song
0: but i know the history with uh 50 cent and bullets so it was probably yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty fitting
2: one of the yeah. best intros i've seen so it was it was awesome. i'll have to watch that it was, it was good to see him back out there and in his first game back he has already out antonio gibson so that's, that's well, was that counting kick saw returns? That
1: coming yeah
2: I, I did not count kick returns no <laughs> okay all right we'll, we'll make, count that next week um
0: i still every time i hear his name and i hear about him being shot through the knee i look down at my knee and i just go but, how, but wait what how yeah, is he trying I try and, I try and find the pass-through area yeah that, i'm like that, 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 somebody's that, got a yeah. i need like a diagram of yeah. that
2: because that just is wild oh, but good for incredible. him i'm happy for him it's yeah incredible. i am too Speaking of incredible, Justin Tucker hit another game winner Sunday night. That marks his 61st straight field goal made in the fourth quarter and overtime. That's the longest streak in NFL history by a mile. Is he your guy's goat? Wow. As a kicker? Yep. Oh man, what uh, Vinatieri, man! Gosh.
1: Well, so we I just mean- so as long as as long as he just plays until he gets old and gray, he should be he should go flying right by Vinatieri, don't you think?
2: Yeah.
0: I'm gonna need. Here's the thing. It's gonna be Vinatieri for me until I see Tucker nail one in like a blizzard. Because I feel like I've seen Vinatieri do a few of those. Mm. So
1: I haven't seen that with Tucker yet. I need blizzard but, oh, kick first. This is the most and, accurate. How many Super Bowl? How many Super Bowl rings does he have? Because doesn't Vinatieri have a handful of those? Tucker has one, right?
2: Or does he even have one? Is he been? Did, I, is he with the team? I don't think he has one. I think that's always the argument people bring up when they're discussing discussing okay. the goat kicker. He couldn't win the big game. (laughs) (laughs) He has, he has more game winning
1: (laughs) kicks than like anyone in history.
0: Yeah,
1: no, Uh, he's, he's unbelievable. If you ever, have you ever watched him just in shorts? He, he's done some really cool, like YouTube videos and stuff where he does like trick shots. And uh, he, I, I think he's one of the greatest athletes at that position of all time. For sure. mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh,
0: his rookie. Oh no, I do remember. No, Jesse, he was, uh, that Broncos Super Bowl when we lost to the Ravens with Manning there. you know, that was his rookie year. This I remember that now. Year. So yeah he wow. Yeah, so he does have a Super Bowl. Well now the conversation just got interesting because we know he can win the big
2: game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. All right. Other news. Um, did you guys happen to see that blowout happen in Buffalo on Sunday? That was that was pretty rough if you're a Steelers fan, if it was very enjoyable as a Browns oh. fan. Yeah. Oh, well, well, I, uh, on,
0: on Sunday I ran a 10 K over by where Jesse lives and his wife ran it with us or she, she did. There was like a, a fun walk with my wife and the kids. She did that. I ran. And then she's like, you, you guys should come over to the house because they live pretty close. So we went over there and I saw the score when we got to the house. And I was like, Oh man, like,
2: I thought it was like the fourth quarter. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. It's like the halfway through the second. So. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Josh Allen put up 348 pass yards and four touchdowns in the first half. Wow. I wonder what – is that a record? I wonder what the record is. No, they didn't mention that was a record. The, the record they kept bringing up on the broadcast was the single game record, and it wasn't a close enough contest for him to ever come near that. So I don't think he did uh, It's the second
0: – wait, wait. Here we go. Oh, Patrick Mahomes has the most.
2: <laughs> in I a half.
0: it was. In a half, yeah. I, uh, I'm clicking on the thing, but it's not showing me. Uh, let's see. It was the second most passing yards in the first half since play-by-play data has been tracked since 1991. Patrick Mahomes had 359 in Week 12 of 2020. Wow. So two pretty good quarterbacks, I guess. Wow.
2: Yeah, so that, that officially puts the Steelers in panic mode. They're probably going to start their Season 1 and 7 going into the bye. They have Tampa next week. Then they're at Miami and at Philly. So,
0: wait, wait, were they expecting good things this year?
1: <laughs> I they're always <laughs> I expecting think that... good things. <laughs> well, my, I wasn't. My, I I told Stephen when he came over. Uh, first of all, it's awesome to see him in the flesh. We've been doing mm-hmm. this podcast for like months, but I, I we haven't seen each other in real life for a long time. But so that was really cool. It was good to see you and the fam, and our kids got yeah, along awesome. Fun. But uh, I did tell him I was like. I, Mike Tomlin has, I think he has the record for most seasons above 500. Am I, is it something like that? Mm-hmm. Where yeah. He right. hasn't had I, I a losing season yet. And it's not looking good. I, I this think year. he's gonna, I think, I think he needs to get ready for one. Yeah. I think it's, <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Last bit of news. I have to have to bring this up because he's a favorite player of mine and he's, he's been incredible with the volume he's been given. So Damian Pierce had 17 missed tackles forced on runs against the Jaguars Sunday. That is the most that PFF has ever charted in a single game. Wow, Jeez. he has been incredible. I, he you looks know, like, like
1: Stephen. You're really the one that turned me on to the PFF stuff, and and they're not a sponsor yet, but we need to get them on here because we're already uh, we're, we're already using their information all the time. Because he that he was the outlier. He was the guy uh-huh. that when he was, when he was the number one college back coming out on PFF, I was like that it stood out to me, right? Like mm-hmm. that. It was like kind of almost alarming for a guy that had like 700 yards rushing. But, but now it's like, man, we got to pay attention to those rankings. We got to pay attention to those grades. That stuff means well, something. When you see this,
0: it does because it was hard to point to anything else because like you said, it just felt like his other stats his dominator rating and and things like that. Just weren't that high but maybe he just wasn't used. Right. You know, maybe the coaching in Florida just didn't know what they were doing. So, so no, it's, it's, it's fun to see. And I'll tell you what, he looks like a player I would not want to tackle. And apparently, (laughs) apparently
1: 17 other people thought the same, you know? Well, that is awesome. All right, cool. Thanks, Jacob. You did a great job with that. We appreciate all the news and updates. Uh, Stay after it, you know, there weren't as many dick jokes as usual in that. <laughs> Not and nearly we, as many. And we we apologize to everyone about that. But we think, uh, Rhodes, you did a great job there, bud. No, I, appreciate that. The- I appreciate it. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. It may have been way more informative, though. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there may be more like like actionable items on this uh, this punch list yeah. that Jacob put together than uh, some of the Antonio Brown stuff that we get on the weekly basis. Yeah, exactly, Casey. exactly. Yeah.
1: Well, we appreciate it, man. You did an awesome job. We're gonna move on now. This next segment, I, I this is one I thought of this week. I just wanted to ask you guys about this because. I do think that there's kind of this love hate relationship that you develop with certain players over the course of a season, and and usually it's because they're on your roster, and they're either winning you your league or losing your using losing you that your league. Whoa, that was that was mouthful. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to ask you guys. I'm going to ask each of you, and and I can even start here. Is is who are the fantasy players that you have roster? That are making your league or breaking your league. Who are your favorites? Who are the guys that are, are you're killing me, Smalls? Um, for me, I <laughs> we already touched on this, but you know, I, I picked up Taysom Hill very, very late in a base, best ball dynasty league, and uh, he's been my starting. Here, here's the thing, though, that I want to say before Casey <laughs> starts giving me a hard time about this cheating and and having this tight end and all of this, I loved Taysom Hill first. Okay, I loved him. Way back as a quarterback at BYU, okay, Casey. Oh, so this isn't go. like, this is not just like a, a fleeting thing. It's I I have been with him for a long time, and when I saw him saw him coming up with that TE next to his name, I was like, you know what? It's it's flyer time. It's flyer time, and I'm taking Taysom Hill right now, and uh, so I love he he's my favorite player so far this year because he has uh, in best ball he's been my starting tight end like three times, which is hilarious. And then, um, because of Steven, I, I drafted both Justin Jefferson and Cooper cup. Um, I know a lot of people, a lot of the leagues that I was in, people were still going after all of these running backs and guys like Jefferson and cup were following falling. And I just, I listened to Steven. I listened. I was like, he has them so high though, you know? And I think I got Cooper cup at like the ninth pick or something crazy. Like wow, he fell so far. And, um, what size league was this that you were able to get those two? <laughs> no, I'm t- well, no, not in the same league. I'm saying just oh, okay. gotcha. <laughs> two different. Man, I was, I was like, no, your, your no, no, kids,
0: your kids probably poor kids don't
1: even know what they're doing in that league. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so those are my favorites Hill Jefferson cup. Those guys are winning me, winning me those leagues. And then, and then I have a league where I'm one and four and, and, and in that league, it's because I drafted a Ram that wasn't named Cooper cup if I took Alan Robinson or Cam Akers or Matt Stafford, like basically any Ram that's not Cooper cup um, is on, is on my not a fan of list anymore. And then uh, and then Darren Waller is the other big one for me. And, and he, like, like we said, you know, missing points all-star this year. Uh, I was like, I waited on tight ends in a couple leagues. Right. Um, and, and man, he just has killed both of those teams that I owned him on. So Steven, do you got a, a favorite and uh, a least favorite this this far into the season well i yes i've got mike williams is a guy that
0: jacob and i jacob and i were high on um not like high like he's gonna finish as like a top five receiver or anything but we liked him kind of doing what he did last year and i know people are going to point to the fact that keenan's missed most of the season but i don't care He's, uh, Mike Williams is on, (laughs) I've got him on a few rosters and he's, he's doing good for me. He's a, he's a wide receiver eight right now. Um, people keep pointing to his inconsistencies. I'm like, show me a wide receiver right now, other than Cooper cup, who hasn't been inconsistent. Look at Justin Jefferson this year. He's had a couple games where he's been bad. Um, Jalen Waddles had back-to-back five point games. You know, I know that's a little out of his control with probably the quarterback situation, but. I mean, I just told you, Ron Saint Brown had what five points? Uh, Jamar Chase has put a, put up like ten or eleven points. What four straight weeks in a row? So, I don't want to hear the uh, inconsistency talk with Mike Williams. Um, maybe things change
1: a little when Keenan comes back, but, but I've been pretty happy with him so far. I got um, I I do. I I want to put something out with the Jamar Chase thing because I I watched a lot of that Bengals game, and here's my. <laughs> my issue with having this like elite wide receiver and then having such an old school mentality that you just line them up in the same position on the field <laughs> every time. Yeah. I hate it. I yep. hate, I hate the fact that they can, they can lock them down with, they can, they can mat, do the matchup exactly how they want because there's nothing original going on with how they get the ball to Jamar chase mm-hmm. versus if you watch a like this is why I'm adopting the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, now that the Broncos are, <laughs> not looking so good. And, and Jacob can speak to the, <laughs> he, he had some choice words for the guys that are skipping, skipping out of town on their team. He's like, I've been a Browns fan, all my life. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I got to figure out who to root for. And my whole family's from Minnesota originally, um, before I was born in Colorado. And so I'm going with the Vikings because it's so fun to watch as a, as an offensive minded guy, watch them move, jefferson all over the field like it, it's it's not even that he's like helping me do well in my fantasy he's like fun to watch they and yeah. that's that that's that whole rams coaching tree thing where you take your best player and you move them all around and the Bengals, they just line up chase at the x right you just flex him out wide he's on the line of scrimmage with a guy in his face every single play mm-hmm. and just as a former wide receiver it's like move him around jet action do different things like have they not seen what you can do with cup and Jefferson? You know, it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I was annoyed. I'm annoyed by, by the usage of chase sometimes because it's like, you have a guy that that that's that good. And then you just do this, this very old school mentality around play calling.
0: Yeah. He's, he's easily as talented as Justin Jefferson and Jefferson. I mean, they're using him like Cooper cups being used. I like, trust me, I love Cooper cup. And, and I think he's really good, but he's not, this drastically better than the other wide receivers in the league you know he's not drastically better than stefan diggs justin jefferson or jamar chase and you could argue those guys might even be better than him but they are so creative with how they move cooper cup around the field and i just don't know why teams don't see this and do it with their superstar wide receivers Mm -hmm. i agree it's frustrating
1: how about least favorite Um, steven
0: (laughs) I mentioned him just a little bit before. Alan Robinson
1: definitely <laughs> yeah, didn't see this.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, this guy, it was like, all he needs is a quarterback. It's all he needs. You know, we've seen him put up wide receiver one seasons with Blake Bortles and, uh, oh, the uh, Nick Foles. I mean, I mean, Nick Foles did win a Super Bowl against Tom Brady, but, but, you know, Nick Foles <laughs> and uh, Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> We've seen him like ball out with those guys, and now he finally gets one, and he's the worst he's ever been. I mean, he's worse than he was last year with Justin Fields. I, I he must be toast. I, like, I, I, I mean, it's not like I, I used a high, high draft pick, but it wasn't. I mean, he was going. In, was he going in the fourth round?
2: Yeah, was, probably using fourth round the fourth, pick on him. Maybe fifth round. Yeah.
0: Yeah, just completely burned that. He's completely droppable. Um, yeah, not
1: not happy with him at all. So he's definitely my least favorite. All right, Jacob, how
2: about you on the season? Who who are some guys that are your favorites and who are the ones that you're struggling with? Favorites of guys that I personally own, I'll I'll start with Justin Jefferson. We've been talking about it already, so I'll I'll mention him quick, but he's he's been awesome to have. Um love the way they're moving him around. He's constantly in motion, just moving around in the backfield and they're finding ways to get him open, being creative doing so and it's been fun to watch. Yep. Um Yep. I'm a big McCaffrey fan. I have to bring up Christian McCaffrey. He's he's having a a great season, finally getting those targets. Um, It's exactly what you want to see from him, and he's staying on the field. So I could not be happier. Um, And then Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce has been incredible. Got him super late in drafts. Got him before all the hype really started. Drafted a couple weeks before. You know, all that stuff. That's that's what I was going to. Yeah. That's why I was going to ask you if you caught him early.
1: Cause yeah. I feel like he's definitely got to be winning some leagues for the,
2: for the people that were drafting in, you know, over the summer. Yeah. I think <laughs> so there was like the early like draft. two week span leading up to the season. I think his ADP jumped like four or five rounds. It was, yep. it was crazy. Yeah. I, I took him in best ball leagues. He was kind of a auto
0: pick for me in the hundreds. I mean, it was probably wow. as low as like the one forties when I was an, originally taking him. And then like Jacob said, it started to rise. Uh that's why you do these drafts early. Like I got Saquon Barkley in in drafts mm-hmm. uh, in best ball drafts. I don't have many redraft leagues, but in best ball drafts, I got him in the third round in probably three or four leagues. So, yeah, that's why I like doing these things early
1: because once it gets later, a lot right. of people catch up to the to the hype. Got to find that value. I got, I got, yeah, I got Saquon in two leagues, and in in one of them there was an audible more than one person because it was in person going saquon you know like like just <laughs> shocked and and appalled that i had to and now i'm you know like four and one in that league so i'm all, I'm all excited but anyway well well, well jesse this will show
0: you like how there's no there's really no respect for the fantasy analyst like I, I have a neighbor who our kids go to the same school and i remember he's like i got my draft tonight uh, and i'm like what pick do you have and i think i think he had like I don't know the 18th pick or sorry, not the 18th pick. He, he was talking about his second round pick. He was going to take, I think like a running back in the middle round. I can't remember but I said "Was well, your second pick, t- uh, pick take Saquon?" one. And he goes, no, 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 I'm not drafting him. And I go, why not? He goes, I drafted him two years in a row and he didn't, was, I, I refuse to draft him.
1: Right. right and I go,
0: yeah. all right. I was like, well, talk to me, talk to me in a few weeks. And then I saw him, I saw him at the school, like as a, at like one of the kids events. And I was just looking at him, smiling. <laughs> and I go. He goes. He goes. My team's not doing like it's not doing so good this year. And uh, I go. Yeah. Wishing you'd have taken Saquon, and he was he was kind of laughing about it. But oh, I that was that's funny. funny.
1: See, yeah. I don't. It is hard though, where you it's it's like you can't be too emotional within any of this, you know. But the the funny one to me is I hated Allen Robinson. I already hated him because I had owned him. <laughs> back when he had the the decline began and then it was like Stephen and Casey like talked me back into it, you know? So <laughs> yeah. Like, sorry about it, that. It made it like even worse, <laughs> you know, cause I was totally doing like your neighbor where I'm like, I'm not, I'm not taking Allen Robinson. This guy's burned <laughs> yeah. me before. And then I was like, no, no, he just needs a quarterback. <laughs> oh man. You,
0: that I've learned to not do that anymore. Like if there's a player I really don't like, but I'm like, Oh, but they fell to me, you know? I just yeah. I don't force it because it's like if I don't like the player I, I'm going to be like you said if they if they don't perform I'm going to be like twice as mad.
2: All right, yeah. Jacob. So how about uh, the players that have been annoying you that you've been struggling with this season? Well, to Steve's point on that, that is Juju Smith Schuster for me. Um, yeah, the player that I was wasn't super fond of, but loved the situation, and uh, mm-hmm. that one's been annoying. Um, yep, he's getting targets, but. I, They're just targets. Nothing's really coming from. Do you want to know his? Do you want to know his total? No, I don't. No (laughs) way.
1: He's got six points. Six points. No. Um, Yeah, and he's he's just such a perfect example of like it's really hard to like cut or bench him too, right? Because there's just it's like maybe this will be the week. Maybe this will be the week. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, well, I appreciate that, fellas.
0: The uh, just a live update, Jesse, the, the, uh, I don't know if you saw the Raiders were up 17 to nothing against the uh, chiefs. Good. And now the chiefs are, are winning 24, 23, which I, why would you get a big lead on the chiefs? They're about to score again. You should never, get a, <laughs> you should never get a lead on the chiefs, especially a big one. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Holmes always brings them back. Yeah. Oh man. All right, fellas. Well, I'm going to move us on to the next segment here. Um, I want to talk some. Missing points. I got a drop here that uh Casey made for us. We better, we better keep it. Where, the, where the hell did it go? Where are they? Where
0: are they? I'm trying to tell you, kid, it ain't there.
1: I gotta, I gotta tell Casey that I actually watched a little bit of something about Mary the other day because <laughs> of that. I was like, you know what? I, I bet that holds up. And I started watching it again, and, and. uh yeah, <laughs> that movie's that, kind of amazing, actually. Like, it, it's very strange at times, but holy cow, it's funny.
0: Jacob, is this that channel? Is, is that one you've seen, Jacob? Did that ever make your rounds? No, no, it did not. So I'm mm. out on that one. It's a great yeah. one. You gotta, you gotta check that one out. It's right, so you're going to be
1: getting some YouTube videos from me tomorrow. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. you, sh- you shouldn't <laughs> give me your cell number. Now they're just going to be flooding your inbox. <laughs> you, you're going to have a homework assignment of like old movies that are funny. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jacob, you got some missing points for us this week. And if you have anybody that's like an all-star that's been doing it all season, make sure yep. you draw attention to them mm-hmm. as well
2: yep this first name to bring up actually he he led our led our graphic this week uh was dk metcalf he had 18 and a half missing points he had mm. straight up dropped a 13 yard touchdown uh and then had a 32 yard touchdown called back later so he oh, finished wow. as a wide receiver 12 could have been the wide receiver one um and that brings his total on the season to 30.5 missing points that is jeez that is too much. But this um, this early in the season, that's a lot. Yep. <laughs> that would put him at wide receiver four if he had those, but instead right. he's at 18. Yeah. So uh, another one to bring up, everyone's favorite one. I, I think Stevie got a ton on the on Instagram about this guy. Uh, Brees Hall was stopped at the one-yard mm. line twice on Sunday. People weren't happy with his 30 points, so I had to mention that he was stopped at the <laughs> one twice. Um who stopped at the one on the seven on a seventy nine yard reception and on a twenty one yard reception, uh, so that's twelve point two missing points right there. Uh, would have easily been the running back one on the week. Um, other ones to bring up: uh, Justin Fields had a fifty two yard rushing touchdown called back. Uh, that's an eleven point two point play. He would have been the quarterback two. You no know, people would have been happy about that. Um, our guy Mike Williams, he could have been the wide receiver one overall, but he had a twenty two yard catch in the end zone that was rolled a touchdown on the field, but was overturned upon further review. So just mm-hmm. missed out on that one. Then there were a handful of guys that got stopped on the one yard line on Sunday. Uh Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Randall Cobb, Raheem Mostert, Dalvin Cook, uh add Clyde Edwards a layer to that list, and then Justin Jefferson as well, because you know, why not? Got some fun stats on him. So Justin Jefferson has 58 and a half missing points on the year. Oh my God. No, no. And, and how, like how many more
1: points, 58, whatever is more than how that's more than Allen Robinson will finish with <laughs> 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 on this season. You know what I mean? Like his missing points are more than other guys will have for the total season. Yeah. I'm telling you, you watch the, you watch those games. They are trying part of it is he's gonna have a lot of missing points because they're trying to get him the ball. Yep. Every play.
2: Yeah. He just I'm keeps going down at the one. Tired. Yeah. Yeah. So that well, would actually that bring his total on the year to one seventy four point four. And I was looking quick. That would that put him as best overall fantasy player by like about thirty points this year. But through five weeks, that would make him about thirty points, no, about twenty points better than any other player in the past ten years. That includes truth, CMC's truth. crazy 2019 season. So he'd be having Cooper historic, historic numbers, and instead, you know, he just keeps going down at the one yard line. So
0: here we go. Yeah, are. it's. Oh, man. I mean, it's not like we can just say these touchdowns definitely should have happened all the time, but they. A lot
2: of these have been pretty close. To he's just yep. had some really bad luck. You got it. You got one more for us, Jacob. Yep, I'll bring up. I'll bring up Damian Pierce quick because I know I know we have some people that play DraftKings. So last drive of the game, he was at ninety-eight rushing yards. He had a one-yard run. He went to ninety-nine. He had a two-yard run. He went to one hundred and one. That gives you a three-point bonus on DraftKings. And then <laughs> oh, on third down, when they're trying to run out the clock, he has a negative two-yard rush to put him at ninety-nine yards rushing on the day. <laughs> three-point bonus gone. Yeah, <laughs> I lost about thirty bucks because of that, but I'm not bitter. <laughs> No, no. no way. <laughs> yeah. oh, Makes a big wow. difference in tournaments. Big difference. Hopefully
1: you didn't yeah. get that new iPhone yet. No. Man, <laughs> I hate to crack that screen. <laughs> Steven uh just so you know, Jacob, he is the guy. I don't know if you were uh, well, you played video games, right? Yes. But Steven Steven was a he was a controller thrower type oh. of guy. Well, yeah, just so you know. In my younger days, when I got a
0: little older. <laughs> oh, okay. I just clinched it really tight you know (laughs) do you
1: have one that you would twist twist it
0: yeah i had my all right if i'm playing like a game i know i can win let me get the good controller if i'm playing somebody tough (laughs) i gotta get the beat up one with the crack in the back and i can really crank on it you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome yeah all right fellas well i'm gonna move us on to some follower questions here uh we had a couple great ones this week you guys ready for that yeah yeah let's do it all right uh heart underscore one four seven steven should j-rob be traded uh i actually think so because
0: i think the jags are i think that the bloom is off the rose a little bit they they were looking pretty good at the start of the season and they played the eagles really well but i still don't think this is that good of a team trevor lawrence has kind of reverted back to not looking very good um and i think that j-rob jamal or uh james robinson he's going to he's been benefiting from a positive game script i think there's going to be less of those i think we're going to see a little bit more travis Etienne, kind of like we're seeing more breeze hall you know kind of like more damian pierce i think i mean i like james robinson but travis Etienne's the first round talent i think we're going to start to see mm-hmm. more of him
2: what do you think jacob i'm i sure hope so that. i really hope so <laughs> 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 I need to see more Travis Etienne. He he looked really good Sunday. I ten carries for seventy one yards. I think so. It's a good stat line to put up. But the
0: the, yeah, the problem is, sorry, Jake, I didn't mean to cut you off. But the problem is, your window kind of closed on ch- trading James Robinson. So I don't know. It did. Really know He's a hold, hold for me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I I think you just have to hold tight. Hold.
1: Hold. <laughs>
0: Jesse, that's, that's for you, Casey. I, for you, Casey. I, I could see your head as soon as you heard the hold. You just
1: like look down real quick. You were like focused. It was awesome. <laughs> it was like, come on, what's that button? Yeah. yeah well, now I, now I see what Casey has to deal with. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I like making fun of him, but it's like, it is hard to find all these buttons and, and move around and <laughs> do these drops and everything. I thought that was pretty good. I can't lie. I'll take out that little pause right before it. <laughs> all right um i can answer this one for r cassidy i i I do that because there's two y's at the end you know it's like r Mm -hmm. cassidy (laughs) a rob droppable yes yes out of spite i have dropped alan robinson and added other players because holy cow there's just i don't know why i don't know why i would keep him around that's not even out of spite that's just good management of your roster yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Cause <laughs> I, I didn't want to be again. I'm like, I, I say this many times on the pod, I'm working on being less emotional, you know? Cause it's like, uh, e- even when I'm making these college football bets, it's like, I fall in love with, with this specific team or this situation. Uh, I'm just trying to be more rational. And, uh, so I'm glad. So, so it's rational. It's not just an emotional thing, right? Stephen. Well, how's this going to turn around? You know, like Cooper
0: cup, <laughs> it's <is not. laughs> the black hole. He, he's the black hole of targets. Like, no targets can escape right. Cooper Cup's force, so I can't. I just don't see how this can turn around for, for a Rob.
2: No.
1: Yeah, what? It's like all light goes into it, and all. What were you telling me when you came over, Stephen? You had a whole thing on black holes. You were going to do research on it and have a whole well, scientific. No.
0: Well, I had like read some of it in in Kiefer's book. He's got one of those science books, and it was like basically <laughs> black, black holes suck up everything around them. Anything that gets close mm-hmm. gets sucked in, and they they kill all life. And I think that's what
2: Cooper Cup's doing to the Rams. He yeah. just sucks mm. every target. If he's ba- so good. <laughs> if hey, ball gets to, thrown, we have to give Higby some love. He is leading tight ends and targets this okay. year. Oh, well, that's so. true. Okay.
0: Well, he's, he's like one good. of those smaller dwarf black holes (laughs) that (laughs) that he gets he gets some of his own too but
1: this whole solar system in la is collapsing so yeah Oh man all right jacob i'll ask you this one uh jev underscored limb cmc value
2: goes down with rule being fired no cmc value goes unchanged like it always does with all the turnover that has happened in carolina since he's been there so I think you just fire him up as usual. Um, it's business as usual for McCaffrey. Is still going to get a ton of volume no matter who's coaching or who's under center for that team.
0: CMC is proof.
2: Right. You know, this QB proof, coach proof. He's just proof. Yeah. That's oh, CMC.
1: Okay. Yeah, you know? yeah. I agree. You I, he keep rolling. Okay. Steven, how about uh, Nick underscore Emilio trade away Kirk? I guess I think this is uh, Christian Kirk. Uh, yeah. No, I wouldn't. I mean,
0: he, yeah, he had, what, one catch for, did he have one catch for six yards? He didn't do very good. Um, yeah, it was a bad day. It was a bad day, but you didn't, he was out, he was outperforming his ADP, probably, mm-hmm. by, by more than he should. But you're still probably getting him at a value from where you drafted him. And trading him right now wouldn't be a good idea anyway. You're going to get probably less than what he's providing you. I think you'd just be
1: happy you got him at the value you did and just keep rolling with him. All right, uh, Jacob, how about this one for you? Dusty.Chandler, would you rather have the rest of the year between ETN and Singletary or Ertz or Kittle?
2: Uh, looking at that one, it looks like an no, A. Yeah. No, it's
0: just who would you rather have rest of the season, ETN or Singletary? That's one, okay. or Ertz and Kittle.
2: Yeah, um, I, I lean ETN there. The Bills look like they want to get James Cook more involved every game they're playing, and... Granted, when he's getting involved, they're up about 20 points, but he is still getting involved in that offense. He was a high draft capital running back, and we're seeing ETN outwork James Robinson the past couple weeks, and I I just love his talent profile, so I'm not going to go against him just yet. So I lean, lean the ETN side on that one. All right. Uh, what about between Ertz and Kittle? Who would you rather own the rest of the year? I I would rather trust Kyler Murray than Jimmy Garoppolo, so I'm gonna I'm gonna lean Zach Ertz for volume. It's it's been rough with Kittle so far. I say it cringy because it's it's tough, but
1: did you notice uh Stephen, our new co-host, can actually pronounce Garoppolo? Yeah. Yeah, he, he didn't pop out and just go, G. Yeah. Yeah, I did notice that.
0: Um what did Kittle get this week? He got seven point seven. I Jacob, Man. was it you that sent me the gif that it was from yes. Moneyball? He, yes, he, it's it's that you've seen Moneyball, right, Jesse? Yep. yep. it's the scene when I I don't remember the, the the people's name, but he's the guy that's talking to Brad Pitt, and he's like, "To see the problem with Kittle, he's he's an amazing route runner and amazing play after the catchability, but he's playing left tackle." Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I mean, they got to get this guy more involved. I was, it's true. I mean, they're, they're winning games, so it's kind of hard to. fully fault
1: shanahan but yeah i would rather have Er, uh as well all right how about this one steven mason hundreds asks would you trade kenneth walker or keep him i'd keep him um i think his value right
0: now is less than it's going to be the rest of the season i think he's gonna he's gonna follow that path of the Brees hall um damian pierce i think he's gonna be really good
1: Uh Jacob, is Scary Terry, is that Terry McLaurin? Like who's Scary Terry? That's Terry McLaurin. McLaurin. Okay, all right. Well easy easy
2: one MB asks, should I trade Scary Terry? And if so, who should I trade for? I don't think you're gonna get anywhere near the value you're hoping on Terry McLaurin at this point. Um so I don't see I don't see how you trade him unless you're willing to sell low on a player like that. And uh I, I like to think better days are ahead, but I've been on the Terry McLaurin train for a long time. And I feel like I, my bias has gone too far. So Steve, what do you think on him? I think he's this guy that's always been good
0: despite quarterback play. And it's finally caught up to him. I just think, <laughs> right. It, it, yeah. and, the, and I think part of the problem this year is not only is the quarterback play. I, it, I mean, Carson Wentz for fantasy is all right, but there's a lot of playmakers in Washington there we is, saw yeah. diami Brown score two touchdowns yesterday, so mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be a ton of inconsistency. I guess my move would be to hold for now if he has a big game then then look to maybe explore trading him.
2: yeah,
1: agreed. I think you know if you're in a super deep uh dynasty league or or what have you, diami Brown is an interesting pickup because i I was really high on him coming out of North Carolina and then mm-hmm. he just kind of disappeared. Um, so it was really like him, him pulling up on the radar screen. I was like, Oh, interesting. We have a sighting and, um, it's really the, the the whole McLaurin thing is really funny. Cause Casey was kind of like, um, I don't know about Jahan Dotson, you know, because there's this other just elite receiver there. And I was like, is he though? Is he, is he an elite? Rec- I don't, I don't really know yeah. if he's an elite receiver. And then, yeah, we've just seen. Uh, kind of a new smaller black hole developing there with the, the kid from Ohio state Curtis Samuel. name that yeah. Curtis yeah. Samuel has been taken off and, and yeah, it's, you know, if you don't have to force it into a guy and you can move the ball around, but um, yeah, saying that now I need to make a note to go see if Brown's available in our, well, in our I wouldn't get,
0: league. I wouldn't get too hyped up Jesse. He did score two touchdowns. He did have only two receptions.
1: So mm. could just be <laughs> okay. a little bit fluky. Okay. Okay. All right, Steven, how about this one? Luis Carrillo underscore. I don't know. You, you probably need the underscore at the end because there was already like five other guys <laughs> with that handle, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, trade, trade Camara for Brees Hall and Metcalf in PPR. <laughs> That's the easiest slam except I would ever do. Uh, <laughs> if I
0: was trading away, well, if somebody offered me that for Kamara, I, I would probably drop my phone and crack it and have to get a new one. But, uh, <laughs> I would do Brees Hall straight up for Kamara. I'm that high on Hall and not,
1: I mean, Kamara, I still like him, but I think, yeah. I
0: think Brees Hall's taking over.
1: Right on. Okay. Matthias underscore Beck buy low on DJ
2: Moore after the coaching change. No, would you, uh, no, no. <laughs> what do you think, Jacob? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just holding on DJ Moore right now. I, yeah, the volume's starting to get there a little bit, but, it's just more of the same, and it's worse this year than it has been. So he's a little bit like he Terry did. McLaurin. It's just he, – he's just kind of suffering. He did have eight targets, and <laughs>
0: I think so far this season – I guess no, last week he had 11 targets. Well, the targets are picking up a little bit. Here's the thing. What, what do you even have to trade to get him at this point? Like, yeah. I bet you could get him for Justin Tucker in a kicker league. <laughs> <You> know, like <laughs> – I don't know. I I might be interested in trading low just because maybe I don't know. Maybe do we see Sam Darnold at some point? Maybe it gets slightly better. But yeah, I, yeah. I'm with you. I don't see bright days ahead. This is a guy we we missed on big time because yeah. I expected better things. I didn't realize how we, bad Baker We expected
2: was. better from Baker Mayfield. To be fair, that's, that was our. That's mistake. where it starts. Yeah, that was that was our mistake. Yeah, can I, you know what I want to drop? I I just
1: realized that we really got to have this. Um, we need to have Nick Nick call in and do his famous within his southern drawl. He has to go whoops, <laughs> yeah, and then we have to save that. And yeah, we got to keep it and put it into our sound bites for things like DJ Moore because that was a a whoops moment for sure. Oh, so bad. All right, fellas. Well, that's it for tonight. Make sure you tune in next week. We'll keep recapping NFL action. We'll get Casey back in uh, next week. Uh, Hopefully, he'll have some extra jokes. Maybe he'll have even more funny jokes because he'll have like two weeks worth of work. I don't know. Or maybe we won't have him back because, you know, the other thing is nobody's been like laughing super loud in my headphones or anything this whole night. It's been great.
0: And I don't think he's going to literally take the extra two weeks to really prepare his segment. I think he'll still be, I think he'll still be last minute, like always. So,
1: okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Jacob, we do appreciate you having you, having you in this time and, and filling in. Uh, yeah, if people want to reach out to you, how do they, uh, how do they get a hold of you?
2: Yeah. I Happy to fill in, by the way, happy to do it anytime, but um, I'm on Instagram, FG roads, FF, or you can reach out to the fantasy guides, Twitter. I help, help run that with Steve. So those DMs are also open. It's fantasy underscore guides over on Twitter.
0: And, and if you guys are trying to DM me and, and not getting a response, go to, go to Jacob. He's he'll,
1: he'll <laughs>
0: might have a few less in his inbox that he'd be happy yeah. to help with.
1: Yeah, for sure. Steven, if they are trying to get a hold of you, where are you at?
0: At fantasy guides on Instagram, or they can email me fantasy at gmail.com.
1: Right on. You guys can find me at Debbie rookie watch, especially if you have any questions about college players, uh, I am in the trenches. I'm watching these games every Saturday, figuring out these guys. We'll talk about that on Thursday morning. For Stephen, Jacob and myself, thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed the podcast, the best way to help us out, smash that subscribe button, refer us to a friend, uh, let somebody know that you've enjoyed this podcast. And again, we are sponsored by underdogfantasy.com. If you download the app, sign up with promo code Dog, and um, they will hook you up. We'll catch you all next week. Peace these we have the meat. I, I was trying to find a an outro. Can you add it after? Is that is that that is that the best outro? I don't think that's the outro. <laughs> that's not the outro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: By the way, that's uh, one of my favorite drops.
1: <laughs> that's why you I put a, it in. even so, allowed yeah. to use I that
0: would get a, <laughs> well, I, lot, I, I I don't know. Yeah. What, is, what is, is big roast beef going to come after us? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Any Arby's employees, out there? yeah, we're sorry. Yeah, where you we pop? We love your, we, we love apologize. your curly
0: fries and your five oh, for five man. deals. <laughs>